Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. So, man, I'm excited. I hope you guys came ready to celebrate Easter. Uh, this is really cool. Um, today, we have baptized our 65th person since we launched our church. Come on. Is that exciting? And that's a significant stat. It's unreal. So we baptize about 10% of our church every year, so it's absolutely incredible. And maybe today you're like, man, I want to get baptized. Well, you can sign up, too. Uh, we do this on, usually on my birthday. Now we're doing Easter, so really, really excited. And uh, I want to encourage you, if you're new with us in the house, thank you for being here. I know you could be anywhere in the entire world this Sunday morning, but you're here with us. And so I just pray that God's going to speak to you something fresh. Maybe you didn't grow up in church. That's my story. Uh, maybe you've been at church history or whatever. But I, I want to encourage you man, to lean into the things of God as we dive into the Bible this morning. Man, the story of Easter is a story of freedom. It's a story with Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago. He was nailed to the cross with our sin and shame. They rose victorious from death, hell, and the grave. Man, paving the way for us. His perfect love cast out all fear. And today we're going to celebrate that. And I want to dive in just starting out with the truth of God's word. In Mark chapter 16, verse 1 says this. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, mother, Mary the mother of James and Salome, which I don't know if you knew Salome was in the Bible. Come on, somebody. All right, it's not Father's Day. It's Easter. I'll take it. It's good. <laughs> Salome bought spices so they might go anoint the body of Jesus. Now, here's Jesus. He has been crucified. He's put in a borrowed tomb. He is laying there completely dead. There's lifelessness happening. People think Jesus is gone forever. The world is cheering Pilate, Harold, man, all the Pharisees, religious leaders who didn't like Jesus and what he was doing, man, forgiving people's sins. They thought they'd washed away the problem. Satan is smiling ear to ear for that weekend. But verse 2, check it out. Very early on the first day of the week, these women did not wait very long. Just after sunrise, they're on their way to the tomb, and they ask each other, man, who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But I love the butts of God. Come on, somebody. Just saying, a few of you. You'll get that later. It's cool. Watch it again. <laughs> but when they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. I love the, always the angels always tell people, don't be alarmed. God's got this. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. Well, I've got some good news today. You think he's dead. You think it's over. It's not over. He is risen. He isn't here. Come on, somebody. This is Easter. I love it. And this is good news for us in 2021. There's good news that your sin is gone, that your shame is gone, that death is gone. I love what this angel says to them. He says, hey, ladies, come here, come here, check this out. See the place where they laid him? You see, this is where he was, but he's here no more. And for some of you guys who walked in for the first time, you're going to see where God was, and he has risen from the dead. You're going to experience Jesus for the first time. Some of you guys are going to get fresh sight. Some of you guys are come here just get some refreshment for your soul. Let's just be real. This last year and a half has been kind of crazy. You know, and just putting your life back together all starts with Jesus, and Jesus wants to do that today. We're launching a brand new series. You saw the songs that made us. We'll have different people on the videos every week, by the way, so I'm curious to see how, how great a dance we have in our church. Uh, but every season of your life has a song. Every season of your life has a song. And when you're in high school, I posted this a, a couple days ago. I said, hey, what was your song? What was your anthem in high school? And a lot of you guys posted and said, hey, here's my songs. Uh, somebody said, Straight Up by Paul Abdul. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it was Barry. <laughs> If you don't know Barry, 
you'll see him later. He's, he's the, the construction-looking dude up here, lays concrete. So, okay, I wouldn't bury it. We're going to come back to that one. But somebody said the Harlem Shake. Wouldn't that be a cool song to do at church? Just all of a sudden it's breaking out in the spirit or something. You know, it's like, we're not that kind of church if you're new with us, all right? Good and riddance, come on. Little Green Day, hope you had time of your life. You know what I'm talking about, right? This was Diane's song. Uh, this is, that was her high school song, right? Senior class song, that's right. They, they apparently didn't, want to, didn't like high school. They had to get out, so... Come on, I'm glad somebody put some Green Day in. Hotel California, come on. Somebody's going to start busting out a song over there. Bridge over troubled water. Okay, that's what I thought would happen. <laughs> Anything Bon Jovi, somebody said. Okay, this is Barry's song right here. It is Smells Like Teen Spirit. Come on. Now we're friends, right? A little Nirvana up in the house. I mean, I wakeboarded that song. It's all of a sudden I'm jumping higher. I'm breaking more bones. It's crazy. He also put down All My Exes Live in Texas. Got a story there. Now, I grew up on George Strait, so I'm like, come on, dude. We're, that's why we're good friends, I guess. Uh, somebody said, Bad Moon Rising by CCR. Come on, somebody. <laughs> There's one person. That's right. <laughs> yeah. For life. That came out in 1969. You feeling old yet? <laughs> Man, in this series, we're going to look back at the songs that made us as Christians. We're going to look at the songs that happened in the church. And you're like, if you're not in church, you're like, man, I don't know about all this. I'm going to tell you, these songs, I mean, they're going to speak to you. I mean, they may be older or whatever, but they're going to they're be like, man, this, this is the song. Like, this, this songs that move the mountains in church. This song that gave us peace and hope. And if you grew up in church, uh, you might remember some of these songs. You look back and go, oh, man, that song. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that song. You know, I go on road trips and people, uh, we start, like, playing songs from the, my good old days, you know. And everybody's like, these person's so old, you know. Like, music's changed so much. But we're going to go back and pick up those iconic songs. So what I want to do today, we're going to worship with one more song. Introduce it today. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, get up. We're going to worship one more time. This song is an incredible song. It is an Easter song. came out a few years ago. This is not a, like an oldie, all right? This came out a few years ago. And this song is dedicated to anybody who has given up. Anybody's in a season to feel like quitting, even a season of shame, a season of fear. This song is all about overcoming. This came out a few years ago. This is Bethel Music's Ain't No Grave. Come on, worship. Get crazy. This is going to be good. Shame is a prison as cruel as the grave. Shame is a robber and he's come to take my name. Oh, love is my redeemer, lifted me up from the ground. Love is the power where my freedom song is found.
ain't no grave. Come on, dude. I don't know about you. I'm excited there's no grave. You can't go back and find Jesus in the tomb. Come on. You guys can be seated. That song is so powerful. It's a, it's a little Appalachian gospel style song. I figured cast kind of be all over that. Come on. A little country. <laughs> I heard Turtle Man out there. <laughs> I know, we're way off topic now, but... Uh, Man, the lady who sang that song, wrote that song, it's really a story of her testimony, and she, she said this. She said that song is a declaration that we are no longer victims. It's a declaration no longer victims of life, victims of circumstances, victims of what everybody said about us, something happened in our past, maybe somebody who did something to us, no longer victims of shame or sin, but because of Christ, we are victorious. You know, your enemy wants to stop us from having God's victory in our life. Man, Satan has come to seek, kill, and destroy the things of God for you in your life. You know, it's easy for us to sing this song on Easter Sunday, isn't it? But what song do we sing to ourselves throughout the week? What song do we sing to ourselves? You know, we may feel like we're less than in this season. You know, it's Easter Sunday, but may still like, feel like it's Good Friday. Come on. may feel like there's a little bit of lack of hope and lack of purpose and it's just a little dark in your life. We came in here, we sang four songs so far, which some of you are like, man, those are crazy songs, you know? Like, what's God trying to tell you? In this season, it may be difficult to to really see there is a hope. And we've walked through a long season of crazy and to really realize that Jesus is in control. That's what God wants to do in your life today. You may have walked in here questioning things, doubting things, doubting God, wondering if you're enough in your life. My prayer of the day is that God would speak to you, that God would show you something fresh, maybe you haven't seen in a very, very long time. Because Satan has a plan for us and it's fear and it's shame. We might be the most shame-filled generation in the history of mankind. Not just my generation, but us as Americans. There's so much shame on us. There's so much fear in us. The lyric said this, Oh, shame is a prison as cruel as the grave. Shame is a robber. He has come to take my name. Oh, fear is a liar with a smooth and velvet tongue. And fear is a tyrant. He's always telling me to run. Man, this generation, we can tell ourselves, I'm defective. I'm damaged. I'm broken. I'm flawed. I'm insignificant. I'm not good enough. I'm inadequate. Man, I'm ugly. I'm dirty. I'm impure. I'm disgusting. Man, if some of you would say, hey, if you really knew me, man, you wouldn't love me. I mean, if you knew my story, if you knew where I came from, if you know what happened to me last week, you know what that person did to me, man, you might think the roof would collapse in if you're in church too long. That may be our story. You know, growing up in high school, me and my brother shared a room, and we were back in the Stone Age. My brother brought us in the technological age. We had dial-up. Come on, somebody. You remember those days, right? Now, if you don't know what dial-up is, I'm old, okay? If that's you don't know what that is, it's cool, all right? You, you really miss out on the blessing, all right? And uh, we've got DSL. My brother bought this. He, he was like, man, had to turn on to the technology. Just, that's who he is, you know? And so, of course, like, we're two young guys, and first thing to do is look for some inappropriate pictures, you know, just saying. And so we're in there like, what? And my mom, she yells up the stairs, what are you guys looking at? And of course, I'm like, it's anatomy homework, don't worry. And uh, she called my dad, my mom and dad divorced, and uh, she called my dad. She would never guess what your boys are looking at on the internet, looking at porn. And uh, my dad, I can't, you want to hear what I'm going to tell you, but I can't because it's inappropriate for church. Um, but come talk to me. He had a, it wasn't like he was mad at us because we didn't grow up in that kind of family. Um, but by the time I was 18 years old, I was addicted to pornography. It was just my story. Matter of fact, I felt so shameful that, like, I'd go to church and I was living for Jesus. I wanted to go follow Jesus and all this stuff in my life. And there's this weight of shame. 
This shame is a lot different than guilt. It wasn't like I did something bad. It was I am bad. Like you'll never make it. You're never good enough. And there's a song that repeat inside of my soul that I could never be what God has called me to be. Like I'd never add up. I could never make it in life. Because this way, the shame I was carrying, it really drove me for so many years. And I want to encourage you with the story of how I broke through that shame. And maybe you guys came in with the story of shame. Maybe you came in carrying some kind of weight, something in the past, some kind of debt, something maybe happened to you, and you're like, man, if you knew my story, oh, man, I'm carrying the shame today. You know, here in the United States, this is the most medicated generation in the history of civilization. Like, this weight of guilt and shame is pressing on our shoulders. Now, I'm not against medication. I think you need to take it if you need to take it. But for some of us, we're carrying so much baggage and so much hurt and so much problems, so much bareness. And so many relationships and the stories, it's been about us and Satan's been speaking to our lives. There's got to be a generation of shame because every one of four clicks on the internet is pornography. Like just so much, like we're not good enough. We feel this and Satan says this to us. You know, we're not the first culture and generation to be shackled to shame. Matter of fact, you go back in the Old Testament, really far back in the Old Testament, you're going to find the Hebrew people and they're in slavery to the Egyptians. They're in slavery for 430 years. In that time period, there's some generations that have been born a slave and they would have died a slave. Matter of fact, it's been generation upon generation upon generation upon generation when born and died a slave. And these people have told themselves, I'm always going to be a slave. I'm just a slave. I'm never not going to be a slave. Matter of fact, it was embedded in so much that when God raised up Moses and said, let my people go, man, they were out of Egypt, but Egypt wasn't out of them. Matter of fact, they just were nothing but slaves. And they were free from slavery. They were still a slave to the shame of slavery. That's just who they were. Matter of fact, they wanted to go back to slavery. And so often we can know Jesus like we know he died for us on the cross and we can know that as Jesus followers, but we can still be a slave to sin or slave to shame. I mean, so many of us are driven that way. It breaks my heart as a pastor to see relationships become about themselves and marriages falling apart and tensions running high. There's just so much shame we carry in this country and our families. So I feel like we can add up and their identity was wrapped into who they were, that they didn't just do bad, but they were bad. Maybe today you carry a weight. Maybe you carry something from your past. Maybe there's some, some kind of feeling you have about yourself that you're unlovable. Maybe you feel like you're weak or inadequate or, or maybe you just feel pitiful or insignificant or worthless or just simply less than. Have you been there? I mean, I know I've been there. Matter of fact, being a pastor is sometimes kind of difficult. I add up my phone calls per day. I get 45 phone calls a day. You know what that really translates to? Is I'm always letting somebody down. This is what it is. Like there's always somebody that didn't get the phone call. Like there's always something. Just, it's just, you always don't, there's not enough. You don't feel like you're enough of you. And maybe you're in a season where you don't feel like you're enough for your family, enough for your kids, enough for your spouse, enough for your job. You just feel like, man, there's less than. Well, I've got some good news today. You guys ready for some good news? Yeah. Come on, it's Easter Sunday. You know where I'm going. You better know where I'm going. You gotta find out if you don't. Romans chapter five, verse six is what it says about us. It says, when we were utterly helpless, when we were defeated and depleted and shackled in sin and shame, when there's nothing more we could add, we couldn't solve the problem. Look, look at this, Christ died for us. Just at the right time, died for us sinners. Isn't that incredible? That today that God loves you at your worst, that God sees past your shame, that God knows what you did on your worst day, even if that was right before you came to church, come on. That fight with that wife, you know? Put the smile on, we're the church. You know what I'm talking about. Easter Sunday, praise the Lord, hallelujah. You know, we're all dressed up, all snazzy, you know? Whatever, right? Like we, we just carry this all the time. It's all behind us, all the shame. 
but Christ sees it and he loves us anyway. No, God doesn't love you any worse on your worst day than he does on your best day. Come on. Like you don't have to prove yourself to God. You couldn't prove yourself to God. And God chose you. Look at this. This is what we were saying in the song earlier. Oh, there's a battle, a war between death and life. And on that tree, the Lamb of God was crucified. And he went down to hell and he took back every key and rose up as a lion and set all the captives free. That's us today. We're set free in Jesus' name. What that means is this. You could have walked in defeated. You could have been singing a song of insecurity, fear, and doubt, and all this different stuff. And you could walk out today by the blood of Jesus, but we did the cross on Easter 2,000 years ago. You can walk out singing a song of freedom. You can walk out forever changed because what Jesus did. Look what it says in 1 Peter 2. It says, Jesus himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. Man, I love this verse. I'll probably allude to this verse almost every message I preach. Because Jesus is on the cross and he took all of your wrongs, everything, every idle word, everything you looked at on a screen, every place your feet walked, every thought you had, and he put it on his body like literally became our sin on the cross. In that moment in time, he took your shame and he stood up on the cross and he shamed your shame, come on. Like he's the only person that, he never humiliated you. He's friends with sinners. He, he came for you. And he stood up with your sin and said, guess what sin, ain't today. Ain't gonna happen, Satan. Today I'm gonna put to death, death and sin and hell in the grave. He said he did this second part of the verse, that we might die to sins and live for righteousness, that we can have the spirit of God in our life. It says, by his wounds, you have been healed. And you are healed today. Do you know you're whole today? That you're complete, that you're a new creation, that you're fully loved, that you are not lacking. In other words, we're not a victim, but we are victorious. We're not abandoned. We are chosen. We are set free because of Jesus. Verse says, for we, for you were like sheep going astray, but now have turned, returned to the shepherd and the overseers of your soul. And can you imagine, I just love this, that God doesn't see your sin, he doesn't see your shame, he doesn't see your worst, he sees your soul. Aren't you glad we serve a God that sees your soul? I mean, aren't you glad you serve a God that he looks at you and says, I see you, I see all of you, and I love you. You know what that means? This is good news. You don't have to show up to real life church or any church or to go to God. You don't have to clean up your mess, amen? You don't have to look perfect on the outside. Just come just as you are. Matter of fact, Jesus always met you in your mess. He didn't meet you when you were perfect. That's called the Pharisees. They crucified Jesus. Jesus has reached down in the mud and the muck into your life and said, I love you and I'm for you and I'm here for you and it will change your life. God sees past your shame with no condemnation, no guilt. You are fully loved today. And here's how, and it's such a powerful verse. We talked about that Jesus went to hell and took back every key. What is he talking about? This is so powerful in Revelation verse one, chapter eight, chapter eight, one, verse 18. It says this, this is the best description of Jesus on Easter Sunday. It says, I am the living one. Come on. I'm just talking to John, look at me, I'm alive. I'm the living one. I was dead, and now look here, look here, look here. I am alive forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Come on. Get a picture of this, John. Yeah, you saw me get crucified, but I'm alive today, and I hold the keys, John. I hold the keys to death 
and Hades. I hold the keys to death and hell in my hand. You know, we talk about that picture of Jesus becoming all of your sin. He was on that cross, he died. You know why he died? Because he had to go defeat some things. He had to go defeat death and hell. Matter of fact, when he was dead, the Bible says he went down and led captivity captive. He went into the depths of hell. He charged the front door of hell and paid every part of our sin. Like the wrath of God was poured on him and hell was his payment. But because Jesus is Jesus, he is God, hell can't contain him. Like he paid what we could never pay. It would take us an eternity to pay what Jesus paid. But Jesus in just a weekend decided to go down there and fight for us and hell didn't know what to do because he came down there and robbed them of our keys. Come on, somebody. Like he said, this is mine. Like those souls of mankind, oh, come on. I'm taking every key. I'm setting all the captives free. And that's the good news of Easter. I'm getting fired up today. I usually like get crazy, I guess. But today, you can leave today with a song of freedom in your life. You can leave today. Matter of fact, I love this verse about Jesus. Because we say, well, Jesus had to go, whatever. No, no, Jesus went for you. John chapter 10, look at this. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. Like, he lays down his own life. He says, no one takes it from me. Like, Satan didn't rob me. They didn't crucify me. I let them do that. He says, but I lay down my life on my own accord. And I have authority to, take, to, to lay it down and authority to take it up again. No, Jesus did it for you. Jesus saw you, not the plural you, he saw you individually. And he went to that cross and he said, I'm doing it for you. Ain't nobody making me do this. Nobody has power. There's so much power in Jesus' name. And God wants you to walk out your day with a song of freedom. Maybe the first time in a long time, maybe the first time ever in your life, you're like, you know what? I'm no longer a slave to shame. Like, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Like, I'm free today. Like, I'm changing my attitude. I've been singing the wrong song. I've been singing the wrong thing in my life. Like, I'm gonna have so much joy in my life after today. Like, I realize, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen in United States politics. Come on, we got a big election come up on the 6th, right? Maybe not, nobody's voting locally. Okay, cool. Yeah, get out there, right? We don't know what's gonna happen. We're not in charge of one thing in this world. Jesus is in charge. We say, God, you got it. Like, you've wiped away everything in my life. I'm gonna give you two ways that you can follow Jesus, real practical. Like, how can you sing the song of freedom in your life this Easter? Like, what's this look like? First thing is this, is take the focus off yourself and put on Jesus. You know that Satan's gonna make you feel less than all the time. Like, he's gonna tell you you can't do it. You got kids, come on. <laughs> you're reminded that you're not that good. Like, you don't have all the answers. And Satan just puts stuff in your head. He just surrounds you with these thoughts. And you just can't make it, can't make it. And he's like half right, because he is half right. Like, we're not good enough. Like, he's right. Like, we are sinful people. And he's gonna twist it and say, well, you're not good enough, you can't do it. And he'll, and he'll say, uh, you, you don't have enough. I'm like, yeah, I guess I am inadequate because I wasn't made to run this life on my own. I can't, can't do this on my own strength and own power. And he said, well, you're, you've lied and you've done this. It's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I've done some of this stuff. Look what it says in Isaiah 54. It says, fear not. You will no longer live in shame. Do not be afraid. There is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth. Matter of fact, this is the way he's saying it. So if you want to take that shame and get off it, you got to replace it with Jesus. You gotta stop looking at who you are and who Jesus is. When somebody says you're bad, you're like, yeah, I'm bad. But because of Jesus, I am good, amen? Like, you know, I messed up, but because of Jesus, I am forgiven. Yeah, I, I make mistakes. Like, I can't do everything right. I am, an, you're right, I am inadequate. But because of Christ, I am enough, amen? Like, I do feel dirty at times. I do feel like I'm not measured enough. I do feel like I, I'm not doing the right stuff. Like, I do feel like my past is held me down, but no, 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 because of Jesus, because he loves me, I am enough. 
a young man, I don't know what your dad said or didn't say to you, but you have a heavenly father and a God that loves you today, that believes in you. You are enough, young man, amen? And young lady, I don't know what that person did to you growing up. I don't know what that person said to you, but God loves you today fully. You don't have to change for anybody. You just live for God, amen? And we can get past our shame. I'm gonna preach on the greatest verse never preached on for Easter. It's gonna go down right now. Remember we talked about in Egyptian history about the Hebrews and how they were a slave even though they were set free. That Egypt was still inside them even though they left Egypt. And we're gonna talk about how God's gonna roll away your shame today. Check this out. In Joshua chapter five, verse nine, it says this. Then the Lord said to Joshua, today I have rolled away the shame. Today I've rolled away the shame of your slavery in Egypt. Just like today on Easter Sunday, Jesus rolled away the rock and rose from the dead. The stone is gone. Jesus has rolled away your shame on the cross. And somewhere along the way, somebody told you, shame on you. And maybe it was yourself. I mean, if you're an addicted person to something, you are full of shame on yourself. And somebody may have said shame on you for what you did or you should have done differently. But today, this is what I'm saying to you. This is what God is saying to you. He's saying, shame off you. Shame off you. That's the song of freedom today. The shame is gone. It is rolled away. My hair is standing up. You cannot see it. I'm telling you. It's so powerful to walk out here with the freedom of God in your life. Be kind of people that walk around taking shame off people. Wouldn't that be amazing? Instead of telling people they're not something, tell them what they are. They're a child of God and they're forgiven. That shame is off you and shame is off you and shame is off you and you and you. I feel like I'm at a Chiefs game. Come on, somebody. Apparently we don't go to Chiefs games anymore. <laughs> it's a different song. But the enemy wants to put you to shame. They must have rolled shame on you. And the Bible says, I'm rolling off you. I rolled off on the cross on Easter Sunday. You're not what your past says. You're not what you did. You're not what that person said to you. You're not what you said to yourself. You are who Christ says you are. Check this out. You are forgiven. You are free, amen? You are chosen. You are changed. You are redeemed. You are healed. You're a new creation. You're not full of bitterness and wrath. You're full of the joy and love and patience and mercy and gentleness and meekness of God, amen? You are a new creation. You're no longer a slave to sin. You are the righteousness of God. You're accepted, fully loved. You're complete. You're chosen. You are a child of God today. You are out of Egypt, and Egypt is out of you, amen? You're no longer a slave to sin. Like, you are full of life in Jesus. And today, this is the story of Easter. See, the enemy wants to hold you back. The enemy wants to stop you from the things of God. The enemy wants you to be paralyzed with fear. I mean, it's so easy to, to sing these songs on Easter. It's so easy for me to preach this. But I'm telling you, God has a way of doing it. Look, we said that the very part, last part of the song we sang. We said this, there ain't no grave could hold my body down. <laughs> there ain't no grave could hold my body down. And if you, Jesus, walked out of the grave, then I am walking too. Do you know today you can walk in the freedom of Jesus? that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's the power you have. And so today you can say, not today, Satan. Like I'm done with shame. Like God rolled that way off my life. Matter of fact, my kids, they're gonna see that I'm not full of shame and they're gonna be a shameless generation. Like we might be the most shame-filled generation, but we're gonna change that today, amen? So the question is simple, how are you gonna walk today? How are you gonna walk today? How are you gonna walk out of here? 
Because if Jesus can walk out of the grave, I'm telling you something, you can too. Father, we come before you. God, I pray you just change us. God, do only what you can do. God, I'm gonna pray for somebody specifically today that say, you know what? I know Jesus already, but I've been shackled to shame. Man, I've been singing a song of defeat. I've been singing a song of being a victim, but today I realize I am victorious because of Jesus, and I wanna walk out with a new song. Like, I wanna be refreshed with God. Like, I wanna sing the song of freedom. I wanna have some hope in my life. Man, I've been thinking of myself less than, but today I realize that I'm not less than because God is enough for me. And so today I'm gonna declare that I am free. I am free from shame today as a Jesus follower. I'm moving forward in the grace of God. If that's you, just lift your hand high in this place. I'd be looking around and say, I am free of shame. I'm living the song of freedom. Come on, put those hands up in this place. She's declared on Easter. I am free today. Like I've been living my own path today. I'm free. I'm walking out of the grave. Now I'm gonna pray for you. Father God, thank you for every hand raised. God, thank you that made a way for us to be free. We're not running back to the grave. We're not running back to slavery and sin. We're running to the freedom in Christ, and we're going to point as many people as possible to that. God, just shake us up. God, give us healing in our hearts. God, remind us of the grace of God. Get us connected in groups. Get us connected to the people of God so we can fall more in love with you and live in the freedom you have for us. I pray for one more group of people today, and that's those who say, you know what? I need Jesus. Like today I realize what Jesus did on the cross. I mean, wow. I mean, the first time I heard the gospel. I'm no longer a slave that God can take away your shame and your sin. Maybe you've been trying to do that, looking for purpose. You've been looking for hope, looking for meaning today. And on that cross, 2,000 years, Jesus took every one of your shames, every one of your sins, and nailed to the cross and died for you. And the Bible says, whoever calls in the name of Jesus will be saved, forgiven, and made new. And today, if you need Jesus, you need Jesus. It's real simple. God is giving us the free gift of salvation. He holds the keys today. And you, have, you can't do anything to earn it, and you can't do anything to keep it. God has already done it for you. And the Bible says that if you confess your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord, that God raised him dead, you will be saved. And so today I want to lead you in a prayer, if that's you. The prayer doesn't save you. It's your heart towards God that saves you. But if you need Jesus today, you say you only say yes to him. If that's you, just lift your hand up. I'll be looking around and say, I need Jesus in the house today. I want to be set free from my sin and shame. Come on, put those hands up. Maybe looking around and say, I need Jesus. Maybe you're online, you can click the button. Just pray with me. Say this, Father God, thank you so much for sinning Jesus. Man, to die at my worst. God, you're at your best. God, you love me, even when I didn't feel like I love myself. Now, I've been full of shame. I'm full of guilt. I've been focused on my own self. But today I realized that there's good news that that tomb is empty, that you died for me on the cross. So God, you can have my life. I surrender to you. Thank you for all you're gonna do in praise in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give it those who came to Christ today. Come on, shame is off, come on. That's right. Hey, if that's you today and you prayed that prayer, I want you to know that it's not the end of something. It's the beginning of a great journey. And we want this, we want to be with you on this journey because we are so excited for you. So again, if it's you today and you prayed that prayer, I've got a couple great next steps for you. The first one is let us know about your decision to follow Jesus by texting RL next to 97000. What we'll do is we'll have a team member uh, just connect with you over the phone. They'll make you feel at home here at Real Life. They'll resource you in any way we can and just let you know that, man, God cares about you and we care about you. The other thing you can do is if you're with us in person, at the back of the gathering uh, or the worship center, on your way out of the gathering, grab a red bag inside. There's a Bible. There's a link to some other great resources. It's just another great next step for you guys that have made that decision. Again, I want you guys to know it is the best decision of your life, and we couldn't be more excited for you. For everybody else, we've got a great next step for you as well. So if you're interested in being part of God's story and finding out what that means for you in your life, 
I want to invite you guys out to something called Next Steps Crash Course. And you heard Brian talk about earlier. And really what Next Steps is, is just your way to get connected here at Real Life and just to find out again what God's got for you because it's so big. And the first step is just to know God. And he is there. He's not silent. He wants something great for you. And when you know that God exists, step number two is you find freedom. And, and as Sean talked about, we're all looking for freedom from something, whether it's addiction or pain or, or something. We all have that. And once you find that freedom, you get to discover purpose. And I've known so many people that are just like, hey, I, I don't know what I'm here for. You have a purpose. God has something great for you. He wants to build your story. And once you know what your purpose is, you can make a difference. So you put all four of these steps together, it will completely change the trajectory of your life. So to do that, man, we really would like to have you guys sign up at reallifechurchkc.com. It's next week on April 11th at 2.30. You get to come hang out at Pastor Sean and Diane's house and just knock all four steps out at once. So please sign up. It is a great way just to make God's story real in your life. One of the things we do here at Real Life is we just love to know that one of our next steps is to be generous. And we get to do that by seeing people baptized and we get to invest in our community. And I want you guys to know that your generosity makes all the difference in the world. I will let you guys know this, that if you're new with us today, man, we don't want anything from you. This gathering is our gift to you. So we want something for you. But if you do call Real Life home, as always, there are three ways that you can be generous here at Real Life. And the first one is by going online at reallifechurchkc.com. Click the giving tag. You can text any amount to 84321. Or if you'd like to use a cash or check, you can drop that in the giving box at the back of the worship center. And I want you guys to check out this video and see how your generosity is making a difference right now. Are you ready for some God-sized news today, real life? And because your generosity after months and months and months of prayer and searching and researching, God has opened the door for us to lease this 2,500 square foot space behind us. Can I tell you, God is moving. I mean, it's always been a dream of mine and Diane's for us to reach out more to our community. And God has accelerated that dream in this season. You know, most places are restrictive to churches using their space, and this space is no different. But God has opened the door for us to create an arm of our church called Real Life Hope Center. Man, the Real Life Hope Center allows us to do more community and outreach and development and care for people for years to years to come. So as of today, man, we plan on hosting youth group every, other, every Sunday, uh, worship practice, offices, life groups, meeting space, storage. I'm excited that as of yesterday, we officially signed a five-year lease for this 2,500 square foot space. Come on. I know you guys are excited. Come on, let's go for God. Man, how encouraging. Man, why are we doing this? Man, because we are big faith. Bet the farm risk-taking Jesus followers. I mean, this facility allows us to grow people and have more intentionality in our community, have a home here for years and years to come. It also places us strategically, poises us financially to grow and to continue to reach more people at Sundays here at Kentucky Trail until one day, which is gonna happen, we're gonna have a home of our own. Man, come on, check this out. Let me show you around. All right, welcome to Real Life Hope Center. It's got the echo going, I love it. Hey, so right here in this space, this is gonna be the classroom, biggest classroom. Uh, youth group can hang out in here. Got basketball coming in, all sorts of games. Set this up for like a kind of a youth group atmosphere. So come on over here, check this out. Over on this side, you can have a stage. 
get screen, sound system, worship practice. This is where all the speaking and stuff happen for youth group right here on the stage. Pretty sweet space, big enough for that. Also, our film studio will be up on the space. So we'll be able to go live from here, be able to film all our videos, different stuff. And yes, <laughs> you hear the echo. So over here, inside the, this wall, there's offices. So we'll be able to set up in there, just about three or four people, um, just come up when we need to do stuff. And then on this side of the space, uh, we are putting in three classrooms. So we have different places for life groups to meet for youth group. Uh, life groups can be in there, one step as like a boardroom. And so it's gonna be awesome to get connected and, and grow people. On top of that, there'll be storage. And so we'll have about six foot on the ceiling to store our stuff. And then we got bathrooms and stuff around the corner. So obviously pretty rough right now. Give us some time, probably three or four months, have this thing turned around and that's gonna be absolutely incredible. I would encourage you, if you feel called to give to this project, when you give regularly, um, you can see a drop down for spaces and places and ask you to give above and beyond your normal giving if you wanna to give to this space. Come on, let's give it up one time for what God is doing, giving us a new home, come on. We're genuine in what we do. We're genuine about you because we want something for you, not from you, and for our community. And the Real Life Hope Center is going to be, as Sean said, incredible. So what an incredible Sunday. I know the kids had a good time with the glow-in-the-dark Easter eggs. And Sean, T.D. Jakes, Petrie was bringing down the word today. I mean, he was sweating and everything. I thought it was a baptism of water, but I think it was just sweat. Man, was into it. And I want to challenge you, the next three weeks, come to church, come through this series. Got some great speakers, some great words coming to you guys. And I want to share with you too, that listen, if you want something you've never had, you've got to do something that you've never done. The next three weeks are going to go by no matter what you do. Come to church and discover real life and purpose in Jesus. Amen. If you need somebody to pray for you, we would love to be, we would be honored to pray for you. Somebody will be down front. Come down front and thank you guys so much for sharing your time and your life with us this morning. All kinds of good stuff going on out there, guys. Enjoy it. And like I said, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. Amen.